Hello there. What I'd like to talk to you about today is the hyping of the idealized self-image, the curse of unconsciously chasing success, and a gift of suffering. What brings me to this topic today is me noticing over the last six, seven months of a couple of these very in-vogue meditation techniques all offering success as a part of what comes when one practices. So I'd like to address this today as we talk about these issues. I have talked to you about the idealized self-image before. It's what Carl Jung would call the mask, the false self. What it is, is a series of habits, projections, behaviors that we present to the world from a young age as a form of protection, as a form of not being hurt, as a form of being protected by not feeling loved. The problem with these masks and these idealized self-images that we project out to the world is that we suffer immensely. The reason we suffer is because our true self, who we truly are underneath, suffocates. And the more we become estranged from this aspect of ourselves, the more we actually get cut off from our true nature, which is divine love. With the advent of all these social media platforms, Instacrap, Farcebook, all these things that we use, I was thinking about this earlier today, how when I started practicing as a clinician 30-some years ago, of course these issues like idealized self-image were always around, but it has profoundly changed the level of narcissism that I notice in our culture is exponentially larger. And part of this is due to the fact that we have all these platforms now to perfect these idealized self-images, to tonify them, to present them in so many variations, to the point where we're lost, we can't find our way. I work hard at not being a doom and gloom guy. It's something that definitely was in my past from all the places that I lived and all the horrors that I observed. But we have to take note of the fact that the planet is dying. I'm not saying this to be dramatic. It's just something that I know in my bones. It's something that we can know more about if we read. Just know that things are way more dire than what's presented to us in the media. Because everybody's drinking from the same cup of forgetfulness. So is this something that we need to jump out the window? Certainly not. But we do need to really understand that time is of the essence right now. We have to really wake up, do our part. If we care or don't care about this plane, at least for our own salvation, it's time to wake up. The reason we need to do this spiritual work is so that we can do our part to discharge our karmic duty that we've signed up for, but most of us are asleep to. So when I see meditation being peddled for gaining success, it makes me want to pull the little hair that I don't have out of my bald head because it's an illusion. Now let's break this down. For those of us who struggle with finance, with paying our bills, taking care of ourselves or our families, yes, money is important. I've had no money. I've had money. 
Anybody who tells you otherwise that not having money is not important is an ass. Of course it's important. But the idea that you're going to meditate and start manifesting things is absurd. So first and foremost, we have to understand that we live in a culture that is sleeping. So even spiritual tools that have been used for awakening in the past are unconsciously, I don't feel it's malicious, it's just not examined, is unconsciously used to keep us asleep. So success isn't connected to spiritual work. It can be a byproduct of it sometimes. Many times, it's actually just the opposite. Success is just hard work. There's no secret like the secret, that absurd turd of a knowledge that was supposedly passed down. It is just hard work. The people that I've had as patients over the decades, whether they were business people, whatever they were artists, all of them worked their butt off, which is how they got to where they got. So first and foremost, we need to really be aware that spiritual work and material success are two separate things. Now, many times, success fortifies the idealized self-image. It becomes a feedback loop. We want to protect our success, so we project the idealized self-image more, because many times we mistake the idealized self-image as being the tool that brought the success on. And success is like anything else. It's like money. It amplifies what's underneath. If you are connected to your core, you'll be very gracious with success. If you're unmoored from your core, you can be quite a bit of a nightmare. The narcissism even gets more profound. You feel more special. So just like money, it magnifies what's underneath. So yes, we have to pay our bills. Maybe there are things we're after. Maybe things we want to leave a mark on this plane through our work, through our art. But that cannot be confused with the work that we need to do, which is waking up. So the idealized self-image is that aspect of ourselves that we project out to the world, that we perfect from a very young age as a way of not feeling pain. It might seem that it works, but over a period of time, what ends up happening is that we get more and more disconnected, more and more in pain, and more and more devoid of vital energy. So with the advent of all these tools, like these social platforms, we've really learned how to perfect it to a point where we need to check ourselves and really find out who we are. So the idea of meditation is to actually step away from that, to start hearing the inner voice, not to magnify the false self. And that's what's exactly going on right now the magnification of this false self. The gift of a suffering that we, all of us, inevitably will experience in life through betrayals, through pain, is heartbreak. The only time we can step to the next level is when our heart is broken down, broken open, which in turn breaks down the idealized self-image. So again, all the things that we do in the world with these things like Facebook and Instagram is try to avoid suffering, try to avoid the heartbreak. But the only thing that actually breaks down this idealized self-image, it lets it crumble, is the suffering. 
And of course, we rebuild it as soon as we can. You know, if we can, immediately we will build it till the next opportunity for heartbreak comes. And again, we'll let it crumble down. So the idealized self-image, this mask, is a wicked lover. It demands everything, and it gives back nothing. The only thing it gives us is the illusion of safety while poisoning us. So this mask, this idealized self-image, really hides the true self, not just from the outside, but also from the inside. So when we pretend to be something we're not, we suffer greatly for it. We pay a very, very high price. So it's our version of avoiding unhappiness when we wear these masks, when we present this idealized self-image. But it only brings back all the things we're trying to avoid. Because it's a falsity. It is rigid. It's artificially constructed imitation of a live human being. So be conscious. What are you presenting to the world? So here's a great homework. Sit down with yourself. Start writing down a couple of minutes every day. Let's say you post something on one of these platforms like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Check yourself. What are you trying to present to the world? Is it sharing a piece of knowledge? Or is it trying to feather your ego up, boost it up, tonify it? Oh, look who I am. Oh, look who I know. Are you putting some nice picture of a dove and then you go home and scream at your dog or your kid or your partner or your colleague? Do you have a smile plastered on your face on a picture that you post? Meanwhile, inside you want to kill yourself or in such dire depression or so desperate with anxiety. Check yourself. To learn to be undefended in an egomaniacal, egocentric culture is profoundly frightening. But we have no other way. The divine feminine, which is being birthed right now, is about vulnerability. This patriarchal system that's killing us, everything we love, this planet, is based on this idealized self-image, is based on cutting ourselves off from our hearts. That's why we're suffering so much. So do your homework. It doesn't mean that you cannot be active in the world. Be active from this place. It can only bring fullness to you, to your loved ones, to any cause that you care about. Remember that all the pain that we see outside is a projection of us. We have a hand in it. Doesn't matter if we live in the middle of nowhere. Doesn't matter if we are doing quote-unquote good for the world. We're all co-creators of this. But not in some new agey kind of way that, oh, our energy flows through the ethers, although that is a part of it. It's our unconsciousness. So do this homework. Sit with yourself. Check yourself. Start identifying. Where is your idealized self-image? Who is that cool, awesome, fill in the adjectives that you're presenting to the world through your social platform? And who's that person laying in bed wide awake at two in the morning, desperate, 
needing to be loved. So the gift of suffering, the gift of the heartbreak, is that it actually gives you a moment, and it'll be momentary initially, where the wall cracks, the mask cracks, the idealized self-image cracks, and you have to pay attention to what's underneath. Remember that these energies get activated at a very young age. So the older you get, the more attention you have to pay. It is very much like wearing a t-shirt for 30, 40, 50 years. At some point you think that t-shirt is you. But it is not you. It's what you put on at a young age to protect yourself from pain. Just like the analogy of that t-shirt, if you put something on at three years old and you're 20, 30, 40, 50, that t-shirt is going to cut off all the blood supply. It's way too tight. And for most of us, we don't take it off. It gets torn off. So get the scissor of awareness and cut this tight garment that is useless to you now, that is choking off the blood flow, choking off the oxygen, and take it off. So again, your homework is start writing, not just thinking, a couple of minutes a day, keep a notebook, keep a notepad, and write. Where are the places? Where are the fake smiles that you plaster on your face and then take a picture? Nothing wrong with putting a nice coat or a nice sentiment out in the world. Lovely. How close are you living to that? Many times, for us to start vibrating with that truth, it's not that we need to gain things. We need to let go of things. That's the gift of suffering. Just look around with all the spiritual schools that are around, with all the techniques that are being taught. They're about gaining, success, more, more, more. More is not going to heal it. More is drinking salt water. So pay attention to what needs to be paid attention to. Initially, waking up from a deep slumber is not comfortable. Really step away from things that make you too comfortable. This is not about being masochistic and putting yourself in a place of pain. Life will do that for you. Just stay open to it so when it comes, you can respond from a place of love. Not a fake, plasticky love, which is so much of what is taught to us, but from a fierce, full of love, while feeling frightened kind of personality and resonance. We are all hiding. The planet, your sisters and brothers, all the animals, all the plants, they're asking us. They need us to respond with our true self. Truly, whatever action we take needs to come from that activated place beneath, beyond, under the idealized self-image. These masks that are choking all of us and the planet to death. Now, let's just drop into our bodies. I want you to take a deep breath.
Another deep breath in your belly. Be aware of your head. Relax your forehead. Relax your eyes. Your jaw. Really feel, be aware of, be conscious of your head. Be aware of your shoulders. Let them get nice and heavy. Your arms. Your elbows. Your wrists and your hands. Be aware of your upper back and your chest. Your belly and your lower back. Your hips, your thighs. Your calves, your shin bones, your ankles, and your feet. Be aware of and feel your body head to toe, side to side. Feel the sensation of heaviness. Keep awareness in your lower body, which is something we normally don't do. And be present with your true self. This self does not need defending. It does not need glorifying. It is pure awareness, which is the only safe place. Because in this space, you're aware of all that needs awareness of. The good and the bad. The pretty and the ugly. All of it. And it's so much less work than the weight of these masks, the weight of this idealized self-image that is destroying us and everything around us. I send you love always.
in all ways. Take care of yourself.